Hello, Disney fans. This is Jake here, wanting to thank you for downloading another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney podcast. As always, we're very grateful for your support. Apologies for the slow release schedule as of late. I know it's been a long time since our Sleeping Beauty review, but we have a series of episodes in the bank that are just waiting to be released, and this is the first of those episodes. A look back, a retrospective, if you will. So put on your retro spectacles and join us in this discussion on the first 10 Disney animated films. Also, it's a clip show. Enjoy! Dudes watch Disney Podcast. We watch films and have a blast. Rank them all from first to last. It's our podcast. Best of the first ten episodes. Episode. Episode. <laughs> This is the episode starting right now. Yeah. From this episode forward. Hey guys, I'm Dustin from Dudes Watch Disney, and I had an idea, and and Jake's decided to go along with it. And I'm Jake from Dudes Watch Disney, and let's hear the idea. I thought, since we made it through the first ten episodes, we ought to look back at at how far we've come. A retrospective, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we, be looking we, right up your rectum. We will not be doing that. <laughs> a retrospective. We will probably be doing this every ten episodes or so. I think that'd be a good way to keep track. Unless of... this is a disaster, and then we may never speak it of it again. Could be the so what we'll tenuously call the first annual ten episode anniversary <laughs> special. Hope it doesn't take us a year, but it probably will. It could. Um, I also called it the tenennial anniversary special in ooh, my notes, which nice. I think I stole from Homestar Runner. Oh, so. No. I don't think I invented that. That's a shame. Anyway, I had an idea, and like most of my ideas, it's an idea that's going to be a lot more work for Jake than me. So <laughs> yeah. the plan is we're going to look back at our first ten episodes, perhaps with clips uh, from those episodes, which Jake will we'll have see. to go back and find. We'll and see how many of those we get. <laughs> so possibly with clip from first <laughs> ten episodes. So there's, yeah, basically uh, just a few different talking points, discussions about like, you know, we've seen 10 movies now. What was your favorite this? What was your least favorite that? What episode was the most fun to record? We're interviewing ourselves, basically. Yep. So, well, why don't we just start with that one? What episode was the most fun to record? Hmm. Do you feel? Let's see. Now that I'm on the spot. See, I, I wrote down my answers. See, I, why didn't watch You wrote down your answers <laughs> to a question you didn't tell me you were going to ask. That's not fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to try to tell the people that I'm not prepared when you didn't tell me the question. It was your idea. You could have written stuff down. I didn't down anticipate too. that question. I don't remember the recording process for most of the episodes. I know that we recorded Lady and the Tramp twice. We did. Perhaps, that sucked. Perhaps you should go first. <laughs> and I'll remember something. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about, I think the most fun I had recording episodes is when we were doing those stupid bonus episodes of the the fun and fancy freeze and the make mine musics and the those were fun melody times. Those were fun because they were movies we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And so sitting down and watching them, we didn't know what to expect along the way. Now, some of them got boring before they yeah, ended. And also but... they were fun because the movies were shitty. <laughs> and, uh, I... Now that now that I think about it, speaking of shitty movies, my favorite recording uh, is the Alice in Wonderland <laughs> episode. That is definitely the most off-the-walls episode, I, I think. Also, shout out to Bambi. I remember just the last like half hour of Bambi was just us making just the silliest of jokes about everything. We did. I remember this. See if you remember this bit. Huh? Where- 
dad has not been a presence at all in this film yeah, since Bambi be grown up. Be. Yeah, I guess so. But now he's like, uh oh, there's Bambi in the forest. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it, Bambi? And it just fades. Flower in. is strangely okay with this, but <laughs> oh, men in the forest, you see? <laughs> I um, admittedly, not much of a hunter. But I think that most people, when they go hunting, they're hunting for a specific thing. Yeah, this just seems like a murder spree. <laughs> These assholes are killing indiscriminately. <laughs> what, it's a bird? Fuck it. What, a rabbit? <laughs> just, this is this is just the NRA came to the forest, basically. <laughs> like, just shoot any Forest massacre. Yeah. So the men are not just there. They also have brought their wild-ass uh, attack dogs with them. Yeah. Uh, but, but they're uh, apparently pussies because Bambi <laughs> kicks their ass. He's a, like, well, the the dogs corner Feline and like right. They look rush her scary and terrifying. Yeah, and then, he and then gets Bambi his can of spinach and like kicks their bowling ass. pins yeah. and sends them all flying. And uh, yeah, it's it, you know it, it's a more of a fight than that. But the dogs, it's like ten dogs versus one deer. Right. So the he, deer he wins. destroys them and then gets shot. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, Bambi. Uh, he they escape up a crumbly cliff, and Bambi makes like a leap of faith between two different uh, cliff faces. But he gets clipped by a bullet on the way down, and it's like, oh, down. Like, I, you know, it's a pretty tense scene there. But uh, Bambi kind of goes to, like, the John Cena school of selling, where he's, like, he's really hurt. And then his dad comes by and is like, get up, get up, right. get his up. His dad comes by and is like, rub some dirt on it, you pussy. Yeah, and it works because yeah. he's like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm fine for the rest yeah, of this right. film. Meanwhile, a random forest fire starts because men yeah. are just terrible, I guess. Yeah, I just the destruction that men yeah. bring yeah. with them. Plot this is forest fire. A bit. Well, it's not more convenient than let's kill all the animals for fun. <laughs> right. Where we went off on uh, Bambi's deadbeat dad. <laughs> Do you think uh, there was a movie that we were too hard on uh, as we watched the first time around? Well, notoriously, I've given much harsher scores than you have. That's true. For a lot of these. Uh, I think Bambi and Peter Pan are the ones that you were quite, quite a big fan of and I was not. And they look real bad because they're sitting near the bottom of my list. I don't know that I was too hard on them, per se, because I know how I feel about them. But they were not ones I enjoyed, and I at least regret that we have such differing opinions on them. Yeah, I worry that I, even though I was scoring the movies higher than you were, that I may have been not generous enough with the points. Mm -hmm. And that Cinderella, while I think it is... You know, going to be at the top of my list for a long time. Right. It only has 25 out of 30 points. So if something finds a way to use the rubric to beat Cinderella, <laughs> it could be happen. impressive if it does. That's true. I mean, it's set up, obviously, with the magic score. That's where we're going right. <laughs> to uh, make sure we can... We have our thumb on the scale on some of this stuff. But uh, maybe we should uh, run through our rankings one more time and uh, catch every. Or not, if you're no, not prepared for that. You it. prepared everything else but your top ten list no, for the top ten retrospective, or for the first ten retrospective? We did that in the last episode, so I didn't think we'd have to do it again. Please listen to me flip pages. All right. All right, well, here's mine. Let's, should we go one at a time? Like, who's number ten for Jake, number ten for Dustin? Or is okay, that confusing to listen to? Number ten. I don't know what's good to listen to. No, let's say them at the same time. Right, number ten. Number ten. Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. Sorry. You didn't say it. <laughs> this is off to a great start. Yeah. Number nine. Peter uh, Pan. Pan no. <laughs> Shit. Peter Pan. Sleeping Beauty. 
Number eight, Bambi. Fantasia. Number seven, Sleeping Beauty. Alice in Wonderland. Number six, Fantasia. Pinocchio. Number five, Alice. Lady and the Tramp. Number four, Pinocchio. Bambi. Number three, Lady and the Tramp. Peter Pan. Number two, Snow White. Snow White. Hey, number one, Cinderella. Cinderella. Night and day, it's Cinderella. So the biggest uh, discrepancy in the way you saw the first ten and the way I saw the first ten was Peter Pan, mm-hmm. where I have it at number three, and actually in a tie with Snow White, it came down to the magic score between the two, and um, I have it at number nine. You have it at number nine, so right. way off on that one. And the that seemed to hinge upon the villain, where I mm-hmm. thought Captain Hook was fantastic, and you thought he was not... A legitimate threat, I think. Um, The silliness of Captain Hook got to be a little obnoxious in a movie that I was already not enjoying. Mm. And that just wore on me the whole time watching it. You also had hang-ups with the the racist qualities of the movie. And And the sexism as well, with the the way all of the women were portrayed. Which also, that was one of my other questions, is what was the most racism and sexism you found so far watching these old Disney movies? I mean, Peter Peter Pan is filled with it, that's true, Mm -hmm. with the what makes a a red man red, and the all the women hating each other for no real reason. Just Uh, seen a lot of just peppered-in Asian stereotypes and caricatures in most films, like especially the early ones we got snow white we had that fantasia we had that those were the dick mushrooms and, mm, uh, yeah that's true right but i like that each movement of the piece is about a different group of creatures right right the first movement is about fairies and they're sort of lighting up the whole forest the next yeah. one's about mushrooms did uh, the animated naked fairy children make you feel uncomfortable at all no, no, okay, no, just me no. then. They seemed very prepubescent, so I was kind of like, what Whoa. did make me uncomfortable uh, was the mushrooms. They look a lot like racist and, and also I was about dicks. To say, we're back to our Dis- uh, Disney racism. Right. Uh, didn't take us long at all in this movie. <laughs> uh, we got the mushrooms. We'll get more later. There's a bit that uh, was edited out of this film for being too racist. Oh, so. with, the, with the. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, it's a later movement, but we can uh, talk right. about it then. Okay, so, yeah, you get the mushrooms, uh, basically, with Chinese hats. Basically, yeah. what we saw with, with Dopey yeah, is no They got slants for eyes. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of bowing yeah. going on with these mushrooms, yeah. too. I caught that. I suppose um, they are vaguely phallic, too, but I went straight to the racism. <laughs> oh, the first thing I wrote was, next movement has got these little dick mushroom guys <laughs> dancing around in circles. So. <laughs> dick mushrooms is the worst STD. <laughs> Oh man, don't go out with that girl. She'll give you the dick mushrooms. You don't want that. Yeah. And uh, Pecos Bill, I think if we're counting the bonus episodes, probably the most like, oh god. While a tribe of painted Indians did a war dance, Pecos started shooting up their little game. Uh, He gave them redskins such a shakeup that they jumped out from their makeup. That's the way the painted desert got its name. So this was not listed in the controversy Not a section. word about it. Okay, so just, just the smoking. Do you have a film you've been really disappointed by after having not seen it in a long time? Well, we're yeah, kind of all wearing nostalgic goggles going into this. Have you had one where you're like, I'm really looking forward to this, and then it just, eh, without saying the one we reviewed yesterday. Uh, I mean, perhaps uh, Sleeping Beauty, because it's something that a lot of people claim to enjoy Mm -hmm. and uh really like talk up like it's an all-time disney great and to me it was it was trying to rehash the magic of snow white 
uh, and it didn't live up to that. Yeah. It didn't have, I mean, on the one hand, it's cool to use the existing music uh, from the, the Tchaikovsky uh, piece, but at the same time, like, I enjoy the original Disney songs, and this was kind of lacking uh, in that. Right. Do you think the film is, uh, like, heralded as a as a Disney great, or is it just aspects of it, like Maleficent is Well, heralded? that's true. I think it's parts of it, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know how many people just remember Sleeping Beauty as, like, a, a classic film. It, like, No, that is true. They remember Maleficent, and they yeah. remember maybe uh, Once, uh, Once Upon a Dream or whatever. Yeah. And I guess visually it's kind of impressive, but yeah, it, there's a lot that it doesn't have that other other Disney films do. I think the most disappointed I've been so far was uh, actually Alice in Wonderland. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I knew I didn't like that going in. Well, I thought I did. I remembered. I've seen it a lot, and it's partially because it's on TV an awful lot, and it's just become like a oh yeah, I'll turn on Alice in Wonderland. Why not? But like sitting down and watching it and not doing anything else the whole time it's on i was just like oh this is really boring and when we're trying to you know pull a discussion out of the merits of the film what its strengths are and it's like what arts <laughs> like there's not a lot other than it's creative but right telling a story it's not really great at and i, I walked don't... away not really enjoying it i don't even know that boring is the word i would use for it like there are times where it seemed to be antagonizing the audience (laughs) like trying to bother the audience yeah and not in a like we're trying to make you uncomfortable because we're artists and that's what artists do sort of way but in a just like we're annoying you and making an obnoxious kids movie right and i think uh the biggest problem with the film is the protagonist of alice herself which I mean, I think she might be the worst protagonist we've seen so far. Maybe that's what we should transition into now. One of the things we want to talk about as we look back on our 10 episodes Mm -hmm. uh, or 10 films uh, is, you know, which which protagonist worked the best. And I guess also we should think about the worst. And Alice would be an example of one that didn't work very well. Sleeping Beauty, if you can call her the protagonist, would have to apply to that too as as worst. Right, I mean... Just by being not present, really. (laughs) She is the titular character, but, I mean, is she really... I mean, she has three lines... I mean, she's definitely the titular character. Is she really Mm -hmm. the protagonist when she has, like, five lines in the movie? Yeah, that that was one of our main issues. The fairies are the really the main uh, character in the movie. If we were going to pick a strong protagonist, uh, my number one uh, would be Cinderella. That's what I was thinking, Um, too. I think she teaches... I mean, yeah, it's easy to say the uh all the disney princess movies are about wait for a man to come solve your problems yeah. but uh she's nice to everyone she accepts her awful life that she has and works hard and mm-hmm. and she has the most like shit thrown on her like that yeah. makes you root for but her she doesn't become bitter and she doesn't no. you know you want to see her succeed because man the obstacles she's up against right. are so so oh. harsh so, and, and then I put a uh, honorable mention for Lady. That's exactly what I oh, wrote, okay. too. Yeah. yeah, great minds on this one. Because uh, she, I mean, obviously she doesn't have to overcome the same uh, amount of stuff as Cinderella. She has to overcome two cats that come she by. She gets to be a an early example of a female character who gets to be three-dimensional mm-hmm. and... Uh, that's going to be, it's been rare so far, and I imagine it uh, will continue to be rare as we go through the uh, the list. But she's a, you know, fairly fleshed out character. And granted, she's not a human woman. She's a a dog, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, I don't know how long it is before we get to a three-dimensional human female character. You got me. (laughs) 
I don't think there's any female characters at all in Sword in the Stone, which is the next thing we're going to review, outside of a squirrel who yeah. gets really heartbroken. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned Lady as well, because she, I think the other thing she has going for is she's really the first, she's the main focus of the first love story that Disney's actually told, because for much as it as Disney wants to be seen of like all these happy love stories but like we haven't told the story with any of them the story's been and then a man came into my life and we're married and then right we this, actually get to see the relationship right, between lady and build, the tramp we see it have struggles and then we see the the players involved overcome which and this is a movie outside of the top 10 but we don't get to see that in a movie like 101 Dalmatians uh, right. where we have the movie begins with a character wanting to find a mate and then he finds one and then they move on and, and there's then other that's issues not a plot like but we more. don't see their relationship grow and change over time the way that right. we do uh with lady and the tramp right the animal we decide to get us to help is a gopher mm-hmm. who is a lot of fun actually i lied it's a beaver <laughs> right he's a gopher in winnie but the it's, pooh it's essentially the same character as in winnie the pooh which is still a good 15 years off but right very amusing in this scene because we get to see uh tramps like billy may's sales pitch here right. because he knows if we got to get this guy on board we got to act like this isn't a muzzle it's a thing he wants it's a log puller right. and i didn't remember from watching it as a as a child or even from watching it when we watched them original or not originally but oh nine when we did our marathon in oh nine i don't remember i didn't remember the beaver being this dumb but he <laughs> is really dumb oh well he's not familiar with the muzzle well, sure, but he's pretty dumb. But you're right, he, the Tramp he's has... He's focused on his work. He's got to get that log in that lake. Tramp has a fantastic River. sales pitch. Right. Uh, you need the finest state-of-the-art uh, device right here. It makes log pulling easy as hell. He didn't say that, but... <laughs> he should have said that. that. That log will come out faster than a dick in a porn theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um... Well, do you want to do the opposite side of the protagonist? Who's our best villain we've had? The strongest. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know if you want to move into the weakest protagonist while we were doing well, we strongest. You did that kind of with well, Alice. You did. I didn't say a bad one. You um, said Alice sucked. Do you have a weak one? I don't find Dumbo likable. <laughs> I forgot huh. about Dumbo. <laughs> I mean, do we have to like just exclude Dumbo from everything we talk about? Like, I mean, yes, we hated Dumbo. We hated every part of Dumbo. Yeah. There was not a single bit of Dumbo that we enjoyed. I suppose Pink Elephants on Parade at least made us go, "What is happening?" Yeah. Uh, but the rest of it was just pure <sighs> to get through the end of Dumbo. It's not right. It's crazy. Why do people like this movie? Like, I cannot Frozen fathom. only got an 89. I cannot fathom anyone liking this movie. Like, Are these reviews from when it came out? I want to thaw out Walt Disney's head <laughs> and shove it up my ass <laughs> before I want to watch this movie again. Let me investigate this Rotten Tomatoes score a little bit. In fairness, the audience score for Dumbo is 70. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. A little that bit. still feels a little generous. <laughs> I generally don't care what the, the, the regular people think. Although Dumbo offers no startling innovations in animated cartooning, it is... Cartooning is the word. Cartooning? <laughs> it is probably Disney's best all-round picture to date. What? From Time Magazine. What? It's one of Disney's most charming and perfectly proportioned films, uninflated by the cultural pretensions Uncle Walt was fond of slipping in. Who's this dick? <laughs> what the hell is that? Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader. Fuck you, Dave. There's a pleasant little story, plenty of pathos, mixed with a large doses of humor, 
where was that? Yeah. <laughs> a number of appealing new animal characters, lots of good music, and the usual Disney skillfulness in technique. A film you will never forget, says Bosley <laughs> Crowther from the New York Times. Oh, Bosley, I'm glad you did. <laughs> you don't even know if he is. I have no idea. Can we see some shitty audience scores? Oh, God, there's 11,000 of them. Yeah. I think that before we explore the internet much further, maybe we should wrap it up now. Well, this is going to be a really short episode, so I thought this could be... <laughs> Here's a good one. Erica250 says one word. Dumb. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we can't wrap it up as well as, and succinctly as Erica2150. just took one letter off the title. It's perfect. <laughs> like, this is not related to Disney, but the first time Jake, Jake watched Pretty Woman, he sent me a text and said, yeah, I'm watching Pretty Woman for the first time. Pretty Woman. Pretty shitty. <laughs> if you want to know uh, what I think about this movie, just take the O off the end of the title yep. and you'll know exactly. If you want to know what I think about the Hitman, <laughs> put an extra S in front of Hitman. Uh well, it's stone cold, and your stones are cold. If, uh, while we're on this subject, what do you think is the dumbest wrestling reference we've made so far? I mean, on the we podcast? have shoehorned a lot of wrestling thus far, and in fact, I was planning on shoehorning some into this episode <laughs> because when we talk about the villains, I want to rank the, the the or not rank, but come up with the best villain. But I also want to talk about the villain that might be the most ready to make a face turn. Um, <laughs> Who would that be? Uh, for me, I think uh, there's two possibilities. One, obviously, Captain Hook. The other one, Honest John. And I think they hmm. may reach points where they're just too entertaining to be uh, to so. be uh honest john could work as like a he really is gonna be honest now and you actually want to like root for him or in a total like he he breaks the rules but you like him anyway <laughs> sort too. of uh bad guy and, and but, well i think with any comedic villain like once you laugh at him enough you're ready to like them like Right, which sooner is sooner or later we'll be laughing with them. And maybe we should have this debate before we move into our strongest uh, villain discussion. We uh, there seems to be two types of Disney villains. There are those who are absolutely serious and meant to be hated and threatening, and then there are those who, yeah, they're the villain and maybe they're dangerous at certain points, but they're completely silly but, and, and over the top and. Yeah. You know, and and they're in scenes where you laugh at them. Lady Tremaine's never in a scene where you laugh at her. No. Maleficent's never in a scene where you laugh at her. Even Lady Tremaine's cat is never in a scene where you laugh at it. Right, like, yeah. Whereas, you know, Captain Hook we talked about before. Hook and Smee are just... just like, I mean, yeah, Hook gets to look scary at the very beginning and then does completely goofy shit along the way. Right. Uh, uh, and even in the, this scene, as Smee goes to shave him, wraps him up in a <laughs> towel, a bird lands, and Smee, Smee, Smee shaves the bird's ass, mm -hmm. and the bird flies away, and Smee obviously assumes that he has beheaded the captain. Right. I've never shaved him this close before! But then he finds his head right, <laughs> and, and tries to grab it <laughs> and yank it, even though it's stuck. Yeah, there were a few times this movie made me laugh out loud, and yeah. that was one of them when he's trying to yank his head through the chair pan or whatever. And, it's, yeah. pan and, not Pan. Hook and Smee are very fun um who else some of the other villains honest john a little bit but we haven't gotten a whole lot of the silly villains yet i think hook was then really testing uh, that the out. queen of hearts a little bit yeah, um queen fred flintstone <laughs> right like I, I think she's supposed to be scary and threatening but she looks so ridiculous that you don't actually she she doesn't have the same aura as some of the no. villains we've mentioned right the maybe the cats uh, the siamese cats from lady <laughs> and the tramp 
but even then they sing that stupid song um right which, uh, and by stupid song i mean it's the best song in that movie or second best <laughs> i picked a different song actually well spoilers on that anyway that uh best villain though i would say uh i think i picked lady let me see yeah big lady from lady in the tramp <laughs> going off the board man no, yeah, I've always been more of a fan of the series villains myself. I enjoy laughing at some of them, and I, I didn't, Hook got annoying, but I, I will definitely have silly villains that I'll enjoy down the line. But my personal favorite villain so far has been the seriousest, seriousest of them all, Lady Tremaine. Right, well, and mine too, and, and with Maleficent behind her, and maybe it's just something about that woman's voice that just uh, seems cunning and and uh manipulative and mm-hmm. yeah and i would say honorable mention to maleficent uh even we did have some issues with her in that episode and the movie surrounding her but good good image good like cool villain shit cool, turn it into a dragon i'm always gonna pop for but I also want to give uh, an honorable mention to Pinocchio and and the sort of rogues gallery of villains we had in that film, which none of them were really, you know, knockout villains themselves. But we got, you know, Honest John was a fun character. Mm-hmm. Stromboli was a fun character. Uh, the, the the pervert man, pedophile yeah. man, <laughs> like he was a creepy character. Yes, he was. <laughs> and then we got a big scary whale. Like, right. That was all. I, I like what Pinocchio you was see able variety. to do of villains there where you mm-hmm. have i mean the whale is uh, a threat more than it's a villain yeah, it's like a, it's not a, just a monster it, a whale's got a whale a like beast. it's got to eat yeah. you know like the t-rex in jurassic park is not a villain necessarily it's, right it's hungry like right whereas the uh the uh, other characters are all pretty much motivated by greed and <laughs> the the hybrid dinosaur that they gain. that they make in jurassic world uh is more of a villain in that it is killing for fun and just seems Uh, to enjoy being uh the biggest monster possible where the t-rex is just hungry you know just an animal i watched jurassic world the one time i really don't remember it jaws for example another one it's just a shark shark's gotta eat but like jaws 4 the revenge where jaws comes back for revenge (laughs) so the blue fairy still has her gift to give but she explains that she's not allowed to undo Maleficent's curse. But then be- proceeds to undo it. Like, she right. doesn't play by the improv rules that Maleficent did. Well, she says she can't undo it because of some unexplained fairy power ranking bullshit. Right. Like- <laughs> she said, yeah, Malefic- Maleficent is too powerful for me to undo the curse. But I can make it where she won't die, which right. is, in theory, undoing the curse. Like- this is like the kid you're playing with as a kid being like, no, I have a force field. So. Right, yeah. And so, of course... Uh, that's the new new curse. Right. Which, if you could do that, couldn't you just give her impenetrable fingers or something? Like, oh, well, she's got adamantium skin now. Boom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do, like, a sassy, like... Yeah. You didn't see that coming, did you? And one of the fairies, I assume Flora from her name... Red uh, is Flora, ...has the idea of... What if we just turned her into a flower, and that way she could never prick her finger because she wouldn't have a finger? And that's... <laughs> That's like an Yzma plan from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yeah. Like, but so there's that. <laughs> Turn him into a flea. Right. So there's that. But just putting that aside, the other fairy says to her, no, she'll be expecting that. <laughs> Which is just, <laughs> wait a minute. Why? Then we do the thing of like trying to show them not adjusting to their 
their new magic, free, their new muggle life or whatever they're right. reading. But we do that 16 years in the future. So for 16 years, they didn't get any better at this shit. Yeah, that, and still don't, they've never baked that. anything. And six, yeah, it's like, and who the fuck was cooking? Do they have a takeout time? business? Do they have, like, are there restaurants? That's what I surmised in my notes, <laughs> is that headcanon, because they had to get rid of all these seamstresses and all the people mm-hmm. who were working with all the fabrics, uh, all of them opened up their own restaurants. Now it's just a booming restaurant industry, and that's where they were... That all delivered to the secret cabin in the woods. No one <laughs> well, knows where they it were, is. They're disguised. They could easily go out and get the... I guess. I maybe they barter with berries, and that's why they send her out to get more <laughs> berries all the time. Yeah, it could be. There you go. All ties in. Do you know what is the hardest you've laughed on the podcast? Uh, we've certainly mentioned a couple of really funny moments. Uh, we've brought up the dick mushrooms from Fantasia a couple times. That was a very, very silly conversation. And, I mean, uh, any of the ones with a movie that we weren't super into where we got right. way off track. Alice in Wonderland had a lot of fun where you randomly started talking about nursery rhyme characters. And we also get the uh, the chemistry of having a, a large and boisterous queen and then a little tiny king. <laughs> They're a pretty fun yeah, it's, it's, it's a Jack Spratt situation here. Is that the plot of Jack Spratt? Uh, he could eat no fat and his wife could eat no lean. Between the both of them, they'd lick the platter clean. That is like a G-level fucking nursery rhyme. Yeah, like, but it's... fucking remembers the, Jack Spratt? The whole point of the nursery rhyme is, hey, this guy's skinny and he's got a fat wife. Like, <laughs> nursery rhyme. Like... And Jill, I know that one. Yeah, they well, I don't know if it's the same Jack. I also don't know if it's the one who's putting his thumb in the pie or whatever. <laughs> Little Jack Corner? Yeah. Well, he has got a last name there, but I mean also That's not Spratt. Why are we talking about putting fingers in things? The <laughs> Go on. The expression, the little boy with his finger in the dike, used to... What? See? I've never heard this Okay, what is the expression about someone trying to keep, uh, like, a flood from happening? Like, because an actual... Donald Duck in a rowboat, like... Sort of, yes. But I didn't know that was called a dike, and so I was confused. Like, little boy with his... What in the world? I have so many questions. And then also I wanted to talk about in... Uh, fun and fancy free where we got to talk about the ventriloquist man uh edgar bergman was that his uh-huh. name yeah 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 the ventriloquist <laughs> who got famous yeah. radio ventriloquist <laughs> on the radio yeah uh, that's a, that's a special kind of ventriloquist right there that is a medium that does not work <laughs> in radio like hey guess what i'm doing ventriloquism right now everybody <laughs> hey this is a puppet i promise like boom give me some money put me in a movie boom his lips weren't moving, I promise. Yeah. It's a puppeteer guy who yeah, I'm sure was famous. famous. Edgar is, something. Edgar Bergen is, is his name. name. He's in the Muppet I movie. thought that. I wrote that as soon as I saw him because I didn't recognize him, but I recognized his fucking doll yeah. uh, that judges the, uh, the beauty contest. Just, I did a little research into Edgar Bergen, and here's how he got famous. <laughs> okay. He was a ventriloquist who worked on the radio. <laughs> a radio ventriloquist. I thought his mouth moved well, that, a that lot. Well, that was the thing when they were making the movie. He was not used to working in front of the cameras, so his skills had <laughs> slipped a little. Oh, okay. Um, as you know, as a result of only working the radio. <laughs> That's like you got a face for radio. Right, I wrote down radio ventriloquist. How fucking lame is that? <laughs> I mean, I think we found something to amuse ourselves with in each each movie. There's some goofiness, like in in Snow White, where we <laughs> talked about the 
the uh, evil queen's salesmanship skills with the like, it's a magic wishing apple it's yeah, not that. just any apple that i'm selling <laughs> that was quite special <laughs> Maybe we should go movie by movie. Uh, I mean, Pinocchio, we we giggled at all kinds of stuff too. We, you thought that the the pervert uh, that was rounding up the little boys and taking them to Pleasure Islands kind of looked like Dusty Rhodes. He did, yeah, and that kind of like purpley skin. That to him. should be a thing. That they should be. I'm gonna take all these boys and I'm gonna take them to Pleasure Island. <laughs> They're gonna go to the island with a dream, baby. But, uh, yeah, and then Fantasia. We talked about dick, the dick mushrooms. mushrooms. Fantasia's a movie where I got bored in, so I looked for other ways to Naturally. get through it. Uh, what what comes after Fantasia? Bambi. Bam. No, uh, Dumbo was that. Dumbo. That. Well, Dumbo. The whole fucking movie was garbage. Yeah. So uh, then Bambi. I remember talking about how Bambi went to the John Cena school of selling because he gets shot <laughs> and then that. totally walks it off. We also got confused about the way time works in this movie, where it seems mm-hmm. to be going through the seasons like a Disney trope does, but then he randomly ages quite and, a bit from one season to the next. And we got to talk about Flower, the skunk. <laughs> also confusing, yeah. Yeah, talk about three-dimensional characters. You know, we got a trans character back in the 40s. Oh my. So how about that? Then after Bambi was... Cinderella. Well, all the bonus episodes. Well, the bonus episodes. Uh... I will say, I think the most boring episode we've ever made was the first bonus episode with the... Uh, uh, the Saludos and Three Caballeros. Yeah, Saludos Amigos didn't give us anything to work with because mm-hmm. it was actually like a mature, right. well-done thing Half about documentary. Like, hey, also... let's if you wanted to learn more about South America, here's how you could. And they managed to make it through most of the movie without doing anything too offensive. Right? Uh, did they introduce pervert Donald Duck in that one, or was that not until I think that was the second? One. I thought it was maybe a little bit in that one, maybe. and then well, full Don... on. Mm-hmm. I don't really recall. I think Donald just has the one short in Saludos. Okay, so he doesn't. He was like the main character of Three Caballeros, right? But that was a very dull episode. You're right. Donald just has the the thing with the llama, which was that was kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we didn't have much to say with Saludos because it was it was mature, but it was also kind of dull mm-hmm. and not much, but not like so painfully boring. Like it, it was kind of fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Along the way. Three Caballeros was painfully boring at times. It was. Of just yeah. like, here's 15 minutes of Latin love songs and live action people dancing. Mm-hmm. But, uh... What was this? So the second bonus episode was... Meet My Music and Fun and Fancy Free. Make My Music. <laughs> Meet My Music. <laughs> Something about music. So yeah, Whale was... wanted to sing at the Met. Yeah, that... Oh, I hated Johnny that Fedora. Yeah. Uh... What else happened? No, I like the two hat things. Where Peter they... and the wolf. We got that too. Mm, yeah, that was the thing that happened. Um, uh, all the cats. Was yeah, that in that one. That was a with good the one. butts. The butts that were too big. All the butts. The first time yeah. we came, we discovered that issue. Yeah. I wrote down more butts at one point. Was there? A... Oh, there was a butt thing. Uh, as we're drawing, <laughs> as we're drawing things with this pencil here, uh, a woman gets like drawn to life, but they draw her with you know. Uh, too big of a butt and the guy that's looking at her like makes like a uh, face and isn't interested and she turns and looks at the pencil and is like how rude and then they erase it and draw a smaller butt if they remade the movie today it would i be know the way around she'd that's start values, with a small butt. values yeah. have changed since the 40s there you uh, go how about that yeah women's uh women's figures in the 1940s very different from the desired womanly figure in the 20 teens is that what you call it now uh, beats me no no butts are in so <laughs> <laughs> um then the third bonus would have been melody time oh 
and uh, Mr. Toad and Ichabod. Did we skip over which one has Mickey and the Beanstalk? Which one that is fun it? and fancy for you? Oh, okay. That was good. Yeah, I like Mickey and the Beanstalk. Movie. And, yeah. and, and the... Bongo. How did you feel about him? Bear, Bear says, I love you with a kiss. Is what yeah, I remember about that. that. Something. Yeah. So then after we finished with the bonus episodes, we came back to... Uh, Cinderella. Cinderella, which was our top movie and so far seems to have our top protagonist and top villain. It was. So... But I was going to talk about it not being one of my favorite episodes. Because I think it's, one, I think it's the shortest episode we've ever done. And two, like... I think we're 100% on track on that episode, which makes it kind of dull at times. And I, I do wonder if you're listening to the show and you don't know a lot about wrestling. <laughs> we lose you sometimes. There are times where we, we get way down that uh, rabbit hole. And at the end of that episode where we're trying to explain mm-hmm. Bruno's uh, triumphant moment at the end and how that's you know his uh, equivalent of winning the Intercontinental title or, what, or whatever right. along the way to the big finish... Uh, of the show i mean i've cut entire like several minute analogies for good for being too obscure wrestling related find all of the wrestling talk and make just one episode of just (laughs) us comparing disney to wrestling maybe Uh, maybe that'll be a youtube video (laughs) there we go okay um so cinderella yeah we didn't i don't remember anything i mean i remember that about the episode i don't remember any goofy ridiculousness uh, maybe did we talk about how the cat's named Lucifer and how that's just a thing? Like, why is it named I think Lucifer? We just like, over it. Yeah, okay. we I think we wanted to be really on focus that episode for like, oh Cinderella, we got to bring our A game, that, and because yeah. of that, we zipped in and out of the movie in like forty five minutes. But I don't know. And then after that was Alice in Wonderland, which I think was a nonstop laugh. Next episode was Peter Pan. Uh, which I don't remember that well, honestly, that episode. I mean, we talked... There's a lot to deal with in Peter Pan. Like, we had to deal with the, the racism, the sexism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter and Tinkerbell's weird, kinky relationship they had going on. I remember talking about that. Yeah, that, that was a thing. Um, we I never. I still don't know the names of the two brothers. There's Wendy, and one's John, <laughs> and one's Michael, but who knows which one is which. Yeah, don't remember... Uh, we enjoyed the the parents in Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed the way they were dressed. I remember that. And the the, the dad getting getting dressed and getting angry as <laughs> you know he can't find any of the things he needs. Tripping over then, the dog. Then acting like, oh Peter Pan, what will we do? I'll call, call Scotland Yard. And then after that would have been Lady and the Tramp, which I mostly remember being frustrated that we had to record twice. I'm 100% certain the first episode was better than the second, <laughs> although I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know. I know we talked for two hours in the second one. That's our longest episode. I think the first one might have even been longer, but I, we'll never know Oof. now. I don't know. It's lost to time. And then Sleeping Beauty from there, right? Where we, we got sidetracked a little bit in that one where we talked about the... Being disappointed that the one king looked like it should have been the same king from Cinderella, and then it was not, and we right. really wanted him to be that guy again. That would have been a fun crossover. It would be cool if Disney, because Pixar, like, all the way back, has always had fun Easter eggs and shit throughout mm-hmm. their films. It would have been cool if we could have been piecing together a fun Disney conspiracy like this, but I think that's all, all we could find would be hidden Mickeys, and I'm not right. searching for that shit. The king from Cinderella is definitely probably one of our underrated... Uh, oh, yeah total goofball character just fantastic character and then do we want to talk about music uh i think we should pick the best song from each movie okay uh you know one at a time so and then we'll pick our best of the best from there so if we start with snow white 
Uh, I would say Hi-Ho is my favorite. Hi-Ho is a good one. I would pick, and I don't remember the name of the song, and I don't do a lot of show prep, the one they do in the house where they're all just being goofy and... Whistle while you work? No, 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 no. Oh, the, like, the hoedown song. Yeah, 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 with the accordion where they uh-huh. dance with the Snow White and the... Yeah. Is that how it goes? No. That's a Christmas song. I'm not sure which one yet. The Silly Song, it's called. Oh, what an appropriate name. There's an ad. Boss Baby again. Boom, 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 boom. We'll never do a DreamWorks review podcast, but fuck Boss Baby. Yeah. My song from Snow White called The Silly Song. That is a fun one. That made, reminds me of watching the uh, all the, the fun sing-along tapes we had as kids. When we watched uh, these movies in 2009, when we first tried to make our way through the Disney canon, mm-hmm. I hadn't watched, at that time, hadn't watched Snow White, Snow White since we were little. Yeah. And I uh, didn't remember it being as funny as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really yeah. good humor in I Snow White. I remember Doc and Grumpy being hilarious together. Yeah, the way uh, Doc gets his words all confused. We're and... mad as hornets. We're mad as hornets. No, we're crook as... What? No. We're going to search every crook and cranny. And, I mean, hook and cranny. And... Just, there was a lot of humor there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would personally go hi-ho myself. I think it's safe to say neither of us are going to pick any love songs in out any of this list. Well, at least not in, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um uh, second film was Pinocchio. Uh, personal favorite, I would probably go my act, the actor's life for me. I, I mean, that's a good one. I think you the catchiest. have to pick. Uh, I'm not okay. so. <laughs> well, I will be picking Wish Upon a Star. Mm. Uh, although I will say it uh, to be such an iconic song feels like it's kind of thrown away in the movie. It's in the opening credits, and like Jiminy finishes singing it before he goes into the into the house. Right. Uh, instead of being. You'd think like it'd be the a way some of these, number. Yeah, the way some of these other songs are embedded into the story a little bit better. But that said, it's the song, and Disney obviously feels strongly about it as they still use it in their intro. Is that your chair creaking? No, that's me playing something under the bed. Okay, well, it sounded like farts, but no. go on. Anyway, Disney obviously feels strongly about this, about When You Wish Upon a Star as well, because they still use it, you know, as the intro. I can't hear that song now without hearing us sing. <laughs> Dudes watch Disney podcasts. Yep. So. Sorry about that, people. Yep, it's ruined. Uh, third film was Fantasia. No, I'm not picking a favorite yeah, song. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it would be fair to do. Hello, Mudda. Hello, Fada. That's the best one. Doo, doo, doo. Um, Dumbo. There was don't. There's two songs in the film, right? Because there was the My Baby and Me or whatever it's called, and then there was the one with the crows at the end. So <laughs> and pink elephants on parade. Oh, that was a song as well. Okay, which I guess wins by default. Yeah, um, it's do you want to pick the slow oh, boring no, no, I one? Take it back. I'll, I'll take the crows. I'll take. I was gonna uh, say, do you want to pick the slow boring one, the racist one, or the drug trip one? Yeah, but I'll take the racist one. Then I I'll will take, too. Uh, the crow song was the best. Because it has got the clever like the I've seen a I've seen a house fly right. Like, and it's got a big like gospel chorus and I've everything. seen a rubber band. <laughs> I've seen a peanut stand. There you go. Um, Bambi. Drip 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 a little April showers. That's mine. Uh, what drip, are the drip, other songs? That's the only one I can remember. Uh, so thumpity thump thump. No, no, I think Yeah. Uh, that's probably it for Bambi. And um, uh, I think that it's a good song. I enjoy it. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cinderella, Cinderella. Whoops, that's mine. <laughs> that's uh, for, the one I'm picking. No, for me, I'm picking uh, Dreams of Wish Your Heart Makes. That is a great. That's my backup it, one. I think 
more so than When You Wish Upon a Star, ties into that character specifically. She sings it in the beginning of her episode. Right. And she explains why she's so nice and why she kind of keeps her head down and keeps working as hard as she does. Because if you keep believing, the dream that you wish may come true. Mm-hmm. And that uh, does happen to her, and that's good to keep in mind for everyone who ever has to go through any hard times in life. So there you go. And we can't pick Bippity Boppity Boo because they didn't write that. Well, there so. you go. I mean, that is a good song. But I'm sticking with Dreams of Wish Your Heart Makes. Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> <sighs> Painting the Roses Red? That was sketchy. I was going to go with The Walrus and the Carpenter, which is kind of like a 10-minute scene with right, some songs. Kind of separated music. out from the... It's kind of hard to pick, but yeah, that's the best part Painting of that the movie, roses. So. Yeah, that and Painting the Roses Red are probably the only times I wasn't actively going, like, banging my head on the, <laughs> right. on the table trying to get through the movie. Uh, Peter Pan... You can fly. I was going to pick the racist one again. So oh, wow, okay. I don't like you can fly. It just is kind of boring. And what makes a red man red, although inappropriate and problematic, is catchy. So that's what I got to go with. Well, I will be taking you can fly, and I think the people will be with me. Probably. No one's picking Wendy's mopey-ass song about growing up, right? No, and your mother and mine. Eh. A lady in the Tramp. Boom, rough. <laughs> Are you going with that? Boom, boom, rough. I am going with that. He's, He's a, a tramp, tramp, but I love him. Boom, uh, boom, rough. Okay. I will be picking Bella Note, which I spoke a lot about in the previous episode. And by the way, it is going to be on the wedding playlist. Oh, well, there you so, go. As, yeah. as not as part of the ceremony. In the reception. In the reception. Well, that is yeah. nice. But uh, it's going to be fun. And then Sleeping Beauty only has one song, so... Yeah, Sleeping Beauty, and I like it. I know you. I like it. Catchy. That's it's so catchy. I've forgotten how it goes about eight times. Okay. So, uh, so what would be your so, best overall song? She's gonna pick the best overall, and rounding out, like we said, Cinderella was the best movie. <laughs> uh, we've picked it as the best protagonist, the best villain. I'm also picking it as the best song with the dreams of which your heart makes, uh, and I feel like. It should be what uh, what the Jiminy Cricket song is. I think it should be what Wish Upon a Star is, as it ties into the movie better. Wish Upon a Star, I guess, suppose works. I mean, they're they're neck and neck uh, mm-hmm. for their the way that they sum up all of Disneyness. But right. uh, I like Dreams of Wish Your Heart Makes. Uh, I will agree with everything you said about Dreams of Wish Your Heart Makes. But and I think it is overall the best quality song that we've seen in any. But I will be picking "Hi Ho." <laughs> but if I'm picking my favorite song, personally, I would go with "Bella Note." Oh well, okay. So that is uh, that's my my two answer cheating one there. Uh, one thing I think uh, we should talk about is the way the movies have changed uh, from movie one to movie ten, mm-hmm. uh, as far as differences in animation difference in style difference in uh music what have you uh let's i mean starting with animation not really much difference at all Um, i suppose some of the colors are are brighter in uh snow white in in sleeping beauty compared to to snow white but that could be uh i mean and that could be an advancement in the technology of making the the movies from the you know from 1937 was snow white to the to the late 50s you know 20 years later probably a little bit better 
technology for that. But other than that, there's not really any difference uh, right. in animation between right. those. Now, Sleeping Beauty is the last film without that change in animation because moving forward, we're going to see a drop off. But uh, yeah, I think to this point, there really hasn't been a lot of shifts at all there. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing like you can tell the ones that they put a lot of work into the background and the ones that they did not. Right. Like Bambi, if you go back and look it's very detailed. Right. At the forest scenes in Bambi, they put the work into making the forest look like a forest. And they did that by layering different drawings on top of each other to get the, the, the uh, depth and the density uh, of the way those trees should look. Right. And some of the movies, they did not do as much work in Sleeping Beauty. They Dumbo. didn't do much with the background. Well, Dumbo. <laughs> yes, Dumbo. <laughs> this just, Dumbo's the worst. Yes. But yeah, that's... Uh animation wise haven't seen much of a change we have seen a change in sort of the musical stylings whereas before everything had to be classical and orchestral and then as we move forward we've seen more modern music coming its way in we saw that in lady and the tramp uh, i mean it took a while to do though like in did. the early movies they didn't do it in the little side episodes that we did the the package yeah, movies they did include more popular music there sort of testing the waters but then they got away from it for the next few episodes and they only slowly started to bring it in in some and even really just just lady in the tramp uh a bit in like alice in, well not really modern but di- a different styling in like alice in wonderland right but then we and, and then the beauty peter we definitely pan. go back to orchestral yes and... peter pan as well we get sort of like you know like crew like drinking songs kind of things like just different styles from what we have certainly different from you know orchestral you know dream is a wish your heart makes and shit like that but then yeah i guess the only thing we've really seen like jazz influence in in a main release so far has been lady and the tramp but that's also the only one set in a more modern time uh uses of of humor throughout the uh the 10 movies uh snow white is filled with it like we said earlier about uh, sort of if you haven't watched it in a while go back and watch it like there are some really uh funny parts with like you said the interactions between doc and and grumpy especially some of the humor does fall flat the stuff with dopey is just that it's dopey and not really yeah, necessary it's definitely for the kids right uh, let's see use of humor in pinocchio not much i mean i guess the a little bit with the honest john honest at the john beginning a little and bit. i think the humor in pinocchio comes from like kids say the darndest thing and yeah. like pinocchio saying you know he's going to tell the truth from this point forward and we know that he won't and right. and all of that but in the later releases, we've definitely got some humorous moments come back. Like, Peter Pan made us laugh a lot. True. The fucking, the line in uh, Sleeping Beauty between the fairies <laughs> of that dress looks awful. That's because it's on you. <laughs> like, we, some of those films have made us laugh out loud. <laughs> True. Which, uh, and, and Sleeping, nah, and Snow White did that as well, but I don't think a lot that came in between. Back to uh, Pinocchio, that was one of the show sidetrack moments that we didn't talk about before was early in the movie where we wonder about geppetto and mm, why yeah, he's i still wonder about making geppetto. all of these dolls why uh, just some of the odd things like old man that lives alone he sets an alarm to remind him when to go to bed <laughs> not when to get up and like just very odd uh it's a strange guy but yeah so so we've seen humor change throughout or not really i guess it hasn't really changed but you, the use of humor varies from film to film, and that's always going to be true, I guess. It's going right. to depend on what the mood of the film is. But I think you, obviously, even in a, a more serious movie, you're going to need some humor along the way. Uh, 
to make make it easier to process for the audience. Are there any films you think could have used more humor? I mean, I think maybe it would have helped Fantasia. Like, if you're going to do... Yeah, if it went with a more, like, slapsticky approach. I mean, I get it's supposed to be sort of an art house film, right. and, like, we're showing off how smart we can be and doing all this animation, but you could have done something goofy along the way, too. I think the only time it went slapstick was towards the end of the film when we were fucking bored, when they were doing the dancing hippo ballet thing. Well, and then they would probably argue that the that's a slapstick moment with the racist unicorn part or whatever. Where maybe, but <laughs> no, yeah. Well, the uh, the humor of uh, Dionysus when he was showing up mm-hmm. and drunk and dancing with a donkey, like that was fun. Yeah, that would have been about it, though. While we're making the pie, then we get the looming like shadow show up. We see Snow White's reaction first, and then bam, scary queen face in the window there, Which, staring well, right at you. That is terrifying. It's followed up by <laughs> the queen's uh, sales pitch for the apple. <laughs> it's like, the worst. You gotta try these apples. Like they're the greatest thing. Like, yeah. Well, first of all, you know how you've never seen an apple commercial uh, for <laughs> the fruit apple uh, because you don't need one. Like people know what apples taste like. They don't need to be sold on them. Like hey, apples. They're the latest thing check them out like true and uh while she's trying to sell the apples to snow white like the woodland creatures understand what's going on and they haul ass to go get the dwarfs and we get to see the dwarfs going oh crap the queen she's getting snow white let's run back clearly in the time that's passed uh snow white has not been having any of the sale pitch because the queen is now saying it's a magic wishing apple and it will give you you can make your wish come true right she's out of ideas <laughs> oh, She's out of her ideas five minutes into I mean, her giant like evil sort of scheme. Thing it would make you do, like, if you went to some sort of, like, a marketing uh, seminar, <laughs> yeah. where, like, pitch this apple, man, sell me this apple, like, something else. <laughs> That's where you end up. Yeah. I did notice the, in the music here as well, uh, there is a little callback, like a sinister version of the song she was singing with the prince in the beginning. Ooh. Yeah, there's like little musical cues that match oh, up with that. that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a nice touch. Right, because she's thinking, hey, I eat this apple, I get the prince because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> this is what I think apples do. Right, because I could wish for anything in the world. I'm going to wish to meet this prince again that I have <laughs> right. never spoken to. Okay, so as we move on, uh, we'll probably, as Jake was saying at the beginning of this episode, we'll uh, do this every ten episodes, and then that'll make, when we finally finish, which I guess we'll never finish, Disney's going to keep making more movies, but when we finally get closer to finished, um, we'll be able to, you know, track what we said, this was our best villain in the first ten, this is our best villain from the second ten, Right. this is our best song, and then, you know, hopefully once we finish, or not finish, but make more progress through the canon that we can say like this is what we feel is the best disney villain this is what we feel is the best disney song how about we wrap this up by talking about what are we most looking forward to in the next 10 films all right for me check what the next 10 because we're we're entering an era that's not it's definitely viewed as like a uh you know a well publicized like down period for disney studios they don't really come back until until little mermaid in like 87 or whenever that is and then we get you know the big renaissance boom but despite that most of the films we're coming up on are ones that are just like 100 percent pure nostalgia for me because i know we've got just in in the coming episode we got we got a he- couple heavy hitters with like 101 dalmatians and, and jungle book which we've talked about but uh there's also like the uh 
the hidden gems or so, if you will. Like, I'm a huge fan of Aristocats, and I know that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk about that movie. I love Winnie the Pooh, and we're going to get to finally talk about Winnie the yeah, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh despite mentioning right. him like 800 times. Here are the next 10 uh, films going to be watching. We have 101 Dalmatians, The Sword and the Stone, which I often call The Sword and the Stone, but it's apparently it's, it's in. in. Yeah, Sword in the Stone. Uh, the Jungle Book, The Aristocats. Robin Hood. Robin Hood is so nostalgic. The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, The Fox <laughs> and the Hound, The Black Cauldron. I really do want to see. Was that 10? I wasn't counting. Uh, and The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> okay. Which is another one that I feel pretty nostalgic about. And was that 10? Great Mouse Detective yes. will be the next mm-hmm. 10 one? Well, I love Great Mouse Detective. When we get to that, that will be the first movie that we've talked about that was made in my lifetime. Hey, how about so that? So how about that? Um... Growing up, I always felt Grace, Great Mouse Detective was the one movie I had that none of my friends had ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, like, no one I knew knew this movie, and it was like, you have to see this. How have you not seen it? It's you're so right. fun. This is an era of Disney that is seen as a downturn, but it's an era right. that we enjoyed, with the exception of The Rescuers. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we love Jungle Book. Uh, we love... Uh, we love Great Mouse Detective. We love Aristocats. We love Robin Hood a lot. We watched that one a ton uh-huh. growing up. Robin Hood turns out her John. mom doesn't really enjoy it uh, that much. She got tired of watching it so much with us, which is un- unforgivable. Like she also hates Aristocats, so yeah, like what the crazy. hell's up with that shit? Crazy. Back on Great Mouse Detective, you would think that in like today's day and age, where Sherlock Holmes is probably much more popular than he was in '85 or whatever, with mm-hmm. you know the like the BBC show and the Robert Downey Jr. movies mm-hmm. and whatever elementary, elementary or whatever yeah. shitty film or shitty show we have here in the states uh you're making faces do you enjoy that show it is a show that i have watched every episode of it is a show that every season since like season season two i've slept through (laughs) uh and it's like it doesn't matter what time of day i watch it it doesn't matter like i never watch them live i dvr them and try to watch them and just it doesn't happen now i don't sleep deep enough to where like I mean, because I wake back up so I can fast forward, of course. So Obviously. It's a, like, so I can tell you the names of certain characters. <laughs> there are story arcs that have been going on for a few seasons where I still can't fully explain <laughs> them because I, I'm missing a lot of details along the way. Yeah, sounds like a great show. <laughs> the first couple of seasons were really good. It's possible these more recent ones have been good, too, but I can't yeah. you know, guarantee that. Right, but uh, you would think a children-centric Sherlock Holmes entity would become forward well you know when is encyclopedia brown coming back you know for a long time disney would make money through re-releasing these movies Mm -hmm. uh to theaters and i get you can't really do that in a world where people have them at home or where they can stream them online or whatever right but somehow making drawing attention to this movie would make sense like you were saying uh, obviously, a re-release still on Netflix. So a re-release is not going, going to happen because uh, right. that's sort of an outdated idea. But right, maybe it'll come to Blu-ray one of these days. It might already be. I don't Vincent know. Vincent Price in that one too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's just just one we're looking forward to, and and other ones we mentioned: Robin Hood, Aristocats, uh, Winnie the Pooh. It's going to be real fun. I'm excited I don't think about I these. Winnie the Pooh anywhere in that. Did you did. Okay, you did. Good. I noticed. Good, because I like Winnie the Pooh a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like people that you meet, uh, you can describe them as a character from Winnie the Pooh. Like, oh, she's kind of a rabbit. Or, mm. ugh, you know, he's he's a I've bit of, a, a, of a, an, an Eeyore. I've known a couple Eeyores. Yeah. But yeah, those will all be fun, and then uh, we'll uh, 
we'll go on through those and we'll see how well they rank. So we've made it through 10 now. Hopefully you've enjoyed this looking back. You've enjoyed these little uh, little tidbits from each episode. If this is the first one you've listened to and you want to go back and listen to those old episodes, they're all available uh, through whichever through service iTunes, you like to use. Uh, through iTunes, through SoundCloud, through most of them are on YouTube. I've been lazy about putting those up because they don't get a lot of views. But if you want to view them there, I'll put more of them up. So... <laughs> Uh, something had over a hundred views the last time I looked, but I don't know what it was. But let's, let's look at the story I just gave you. Something <laughs> had a lot of views last time I looked, but I don't know what it was. Also, last time that I looked was Thanksgiving, right? Uh, which uh, you, you don't really could have just we're not talked recording, instead. <laughs> recording this almost six months after Thanksgiving. We're now. Recording this the day of WrestleMania, so we're yeah. not that excited because it's going to be a pretty lame show. Yeah, April 2nd. I don't know when we recorded the first episode. I think around this time of the year last Roundabouts. year. Roundabouts. I hope we can get through more this year. I'd like to. I mean, I think we got through a lot, and especially if you think about all the the, the mini-movies that we watched, right. the package movies. And so maybe we'll get through more this year. I don't know. It comes down to free time and... Uh, we, we started this podcast right around the time I started a new job. Losing all of your free time. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm glad we have this going. I'm glad we have this project to, to bring to the people. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So let's look forward to the next 10 episodes. All right. I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. All right. Dudes. Dudes. Any snack talk? I don't think we need any. Okay. <laughs> Is this how you Should use we talk about the internet? <laughs> We talk about snacks that you like to eat while you watch movies. <laughs> um, I go with ice cream a lot. Oh, okay. I, you, you of course uh, like too. I'm sure to put M and M's in your popcorn, right? I don't go out of my way to do it. It's pleasant. But I mentioned doing that to some students the other day, and they acted like it was the craziest thing to put M and M's in. Like that sounds messy, and it wouldn't even be good. And I was like, they don't melt. They melt in your mouth. Right. It's delicious not in your popcorn. Wonderful. Delicious and wonderful which is what they call me on the streets. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Jake here, reminding you all to like, rate, review, but most of all, subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, so no matter which podcast venue you like to use, we're there and we're not hard to find. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at DisneyDudesPC. The PC stands for podcast. We also want to hear from you guys. If you have any fun childhood memories or fun stories about these films, please shoot us an email and share them with us. We'll read them out on the show. Our email address is DudesWatchDisney at gmail.com, so please send us your thoughts and join in on the discussion. For reference, the next two films we're going to be covering are The Jungle Book and The Aristocats. So if you can email us your thoughts before we sit down to record again, we'll be happy to share them with the world. Or, the small portion of the world that subscribes to this podcast. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, bye! Bye!